This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 nonstop destination for A's baseball. Go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to download the app. Restrictions apply. This is A's Cast Live, your comprehensive look at the Oakland Athletics. And Mike Fires has thrown his second no-hitter. And 29 other MLB clubs. 2-2 pitch on Trout, and he blasts one. Way back! Hits one out. Join us as we take you inside the baseball universe. From the opener to launch angles to clutch moments, we have you covered. Spend your afternoon with us next from the town, only on A's Cast Live. A's Cast Live. Here's Chris Townsend. Welcome to Major League Baseball history, A's fans. As you are the only team in MLB history to have a streaming station with not only streaming 24-7 A's, but also a live show, A's Cast Live. We'll be doing this before every single game, giving you the show, giving you the content you have always wanted as an A's fan. This is a really big day for a lot of us. Troy Smith, the VP of Marketing, off to my left. Thank you so much. Matt Pearl, the Director of Performance Marketing and Broadcasting. For all of you guys making this happen, for us A's fans, this is something that I wanted to bring to you years ago, but I wasn't allowed to. That was the plan. When I first set it up, God, that would have been uh, almost 10 years ago, but wasn't allowed to do it. And then once I left the old station and went to work for the A's, We knew we'd have the possibility of doing something great. Little did I know that we would now be live before games. We started this on opening day. And because we did such a good job on opening day, that A's management realized we need more of this. And I've been hinting to a lot of people that this was going to go down like this, that that there was something special coming, and I just couldn't tell you But we've been talking about this for a while now, and we are doing this for one group. We're doing it for you, the A's fans. This is for you. It's for nobody else. You finally are getting catered to the way you deserve to be catered to. You're the customer. We've listened, and we want to take care of you, the customer. So tell everybody you know. Tell everybody they need to download A's Cast and that they need to get the TuneIn app, and they're going to get all the A's baseball you can possibly get. Plus... It's about Major League Baseball. We're baseball people. We're going to be talking about all the teams in Major League Baseball. So, for example, what you're going to hear today, Bob Melvin, the Bob Melvin Show, will be here every single week. Our first guest is going to be Bob Melvin. Why? Because Bob Melvin really is the guy that turned this whole thing around. If you remember what it was like before Bob Melvin... It was misery. And Bob Melvin turned this franchise around. The reason why this club was in the playoffs in 
12, 13, 14 last year is because the leadership, a man who's been the manager of the year three times. So you're going to hear him every single week. David Forst, who's one of the best general managers in all of the game, he will be here on Thursday. You're gonna. This is where you're going to get the Bob Melvin show and the David Forrest show. And a lot of times it will be live. I've recently run into Billy Bean, and Billy Bean said, yeah, I'll come on with you. You're going to hear from Billy Bean, one of the greatest executives to have ever lived. And when I talk about Major League Baseball, Mark Gubazaw hopefully is going to have time today. He was a great pitcher for the Kansas City Royals, has been doing television for the Angels. Mark Gubazaw hopefully is going to join us here in a little bit. As I said, we're going to talk about everybody. We're going to talk about all the teams. And then we have something really special for you on the very first A's cast live. Matt Chapman and Matt Olson are in the same hitting group in BP. When they are done, they are going to come over, and we're going to have both of them at the same time. This is what I've been talking about, the access to players and to the manager and to the coaches and to players on the other team and executives that nobody in baseball has. So right now, if you are here and you're looking down at the dugout, the A's dugout. We're just outside of the A's dugout, right next to the camera well. So we're going to be bringing people over every single game. We're going to get Trevino and Trinan on Thursday, uh, Friday from the field. The type of access to your players. And the beauty of this whole thing right now is we're not launching A's Cast Live and the A's are five games under 500. And we're going to force feed you A's content. The beautiful thing is your team is the hottest team in baseball. Your team is a national story right now in baseball. As the A's, you look at the run. I went up to Seattle, and that's the last time I interviewed Bob. And when I went up to Seattle, the A's lost that night. They lost 4-3. to three. They were 19-25, fifth place, nine and a half games back. It wasn't good. Let's be honest. Since then, the A's are now 29 and 25 after yesterday's win 8 to 5, and they went from nine and a half back and being in fifth place to being in second place, six and a half games back. And oh yeah, guess who's coming to town? That is the first place Houston Astros. We will talk to Bob Melvin about that. I always have that little joke because he's good friends with Jim Harbaugh. Iron sharpens iron. And you're going to get a shot at the Houston Astros when the A's are red hot. And when I talked to Bob on May 14th up at Safeco Field, we were talking about, hey, you know, the hitting is not going with the pitching, and the pitching's not starting, starting pitching's not going with the bullpen. You know, the one constant that's been great has been the defense. But everything else just wasn't clicking. Well, now everything's clicking. And that's what happens when you have a 10-game, really should be an 11-game winning streak. As we have talked so much about the game in Detroit, the final game of the four-game set where they led 5-3, to three, but the rain came. So it could be an 11-game winning streak. So it's going to be fun to talk to Bob Melvin about that. It's going to be fun to talk... Uh, to Matt Olson and Matt Chapman about that. And then also to towards the end of the program today, we're going to talk to Dave Cavill. And it's been a while since we've talked to Dave Cavill, but all Dave Cavill's been doing is winning all these votes. And what is it like right now 
for the new stadium. And that is going to be fun to talk to Dave because a lot has happened since the last time we spoke. And Dave is doing everything he can to get you, me, us, all a new stadium. Whether he's here in the Bay Area, whether he's up in Sacramento, he's going, he's going everywhere. He's a tireless guy trying to make it happen. So where are we in the process? We will get our update from Dave Cavill a little bit later. Now, this will be a little bit different. It's not like your traditional radio show. Because of the way the technology is, we will not be taking phone calls as of now. The way you, we will be able to interact with you, like phone calls, will be our text line. Our text line is 510-897-1322. It's the same thing that we use for the post-game show, for the call-ins, 510-897-1322. You can also reach out to me on Twitter, at Townsend Radio. There's a lot of different you – can, you can go to our A's Cast Twitter site. We'll be taking questions. So whatever questions you may have. Like if you do have questions for Matt Olson or you have one for Chapman or you have one for Bob or Cavill, send it to one of those sources and that will be the way you're able to interact with us and we will answer the questions. But this show is designed for not only A's fans, but it's designed for baseball fans. I understand a lot of stuff is going on in the Bay Area. The Sharks run just ended. The Golden State Warriors are about to start the NBA Finals. But soon those finals will be over. And everybody's going to look up, and it's summertime, and it's going to be, okay, what's going on in baseball? And the A's, the A's, are, the, the A's are a story. And there's so many good stories within the story of the Oakland Athletics. The power is back. They've hit 30 home runs in the last 13 games. And you just think about how good Matt Chapman has been, how big Matt Olson has been coming back for this team and solidifying first base. How this team is on a hitting streak without their number one power hitter in Chris Davis. We will get that update on Chris Davis from Bob Melvin. And hopefully we'll have Chris while he's uh, getting back. We will have him on this show. But the beauty of it is, as I'm looking around right now, as Ray Fossey's talking to Chad Pender. Uh, Ryan Christensen is chatting with Ken Korak. All of these names, all these people, as Marcus Simeon's walking down the left field line, the access that we're going to have to all these players on a daily basis is going to be second to none. And that's what really excites me about the opportunity. And we'll still be doing shows on the road. So this is just not going to be like we're going to be doing a couple shows. We're going to be going Monday through Friday. And to give you a look into what's going on with your athletics, as I look down the left field line and Liam Hendricks is throwing a bullpen, this is stuff that everybody doesn't get to see. But you're going to get to see it, you're going to get to hear it, and we're going to have it for you Monday through Friday. And we're going to take this all the way in to the final games of the season. And then we're going to have the off-season programming. The off-season programming, a hot stove league show, talk about the winter meetings, talk about everything that's going on in baseball, talk about all the moves that are happening in baseball. So this is going to be a show that's going to be for you and the A's year-round. Commander Cody is a man that I worked with for years over at the old station. He's a big baseball guy. He's an A's fan. I brought him here because he's a man that I trust. This is a big thing for us. You know, I, I, I truly see this as a legacy move. And, Cody, introduce yourself. Tell the fans about your background and why you're excited to be a part of really this historic moment 
A's Cast Live on A's Cast, the first streaming live show in Major League Baseball. I believe that this is huge because I believe streaming is the future in Major League Baseball. We're doing we're the first team to do this in baseball, and uh, I've worked I've been working at Sports Radio for a little over six years, and you know coming over to the A's as an A's fan, this is a dream come true. I told myself if I ever got a job offer working in Major League Baseball, I would take it. I'm reunited with you. We started the Chris Townsend show, and here we are again five years later pretty much back working together now with the Oakland A's. I couldn't be more excited. Yeah, it was funny. It was like I thought I was out, out of talk radio, and I'm right back in it, baby. You got a nice break. You got a nice couple-month <laughs> yeah, break. I got a couple-month break. But it, the thing that why we both worked at another station, we came here, and when I talked to you about making the change and when Matt Pearl talked about me making the change – was doing something that's never been done before. You know, I've been at talk radio for over 20 years. I got tired of it. I got tired of doing the same thing over and over again. The reason why Cody and I are here for UA's fans is the new challenge. We wanted the new challenge. And the new challenge is to do something that I think years from now, people are going to look back and every team is going to be doing this. Every team will have this, no matter what the app is. But they're going to be looking, saying, you know who did it first? It's going to be those Oakland A's guys. The guys have done a lot of first things in the history of Major League Baseball, dating back to Philadelphia, to what you saw in Kansas City, to what you've seen here. The A's have always, Connie Mack, Charlie Finley, have always been at the forefront of baseball, and we're carrying on that tradition with the Oakland A's here in 2019. It's a, it's a very exciting time, and you're right. We've seen everything that the A's have done over time with Moneyball and, you know, last year with um, the, the run they went on to come back. And even 2012, that was an incredible year. That was my first year living here in the Bay as I'm from Pittsburgh, so, you know, coming out here to relocate. Uh, it's a great time to be part of this organization, and I couldn't be more excited to be back with you and, and you know, doing Cast Live for fans who've been wanting this content for years. I was right there with you. I know I was getting those texts, those tweets, those calls about how we, you know, we, need, we want more baseball. We want, we want Ace Talk, and we – now we have a platform to give it to the fans. And now it's time for you, A's fans, to do your part. Help us grow this. Help us grow this thing into a monster. If you're listening today, obviously you have A's Cast. You have A's Cast powered by TuneIn. You have the TuneIn app. Help your friends get it. I, I, I've been telling everybody, come see me in the treehouse. If your friends don't know how to do it, come see me in the treehouse. I'll put it on your phone for you because there are so many people who want this, but they're having a hard time getting it. So if you're an A's fan and you're listening, tell your friends. Tell them how to do it or have them come see me in the treehouse. You know, I had an interesting conversation recently about the forefront of the A's, and Moneyball was brought up. I'm going to tell you about that conversation next right here on A's Cast Live. Take home half of the 50-50 pot? This season, you'll have even more opportunities to test out your luck. The Oakland A's Community Fund will host a 50-50 raffle at every home game in 2019. Tickets are sold from gates opening through the last out of the sixth inning, from raffle sellers, or at the kiosk at Section 217. The winner will be announced in-game and will receive 50% of the jackpot, with the remainder benefiting the Oakland A's Community Fund. Learn more at athletics.com raffle. 
Free parking, free drinks, and maybe even your favorite A's players flying into your lap. The Field Box is a great way to entertain clients or enjoy a game with your family and friends. Located next to each dugout, now is your time to get in on the action right from the field. To learn more about the Field Box and other premium seating options, visit athletics.com slash premium or call us at 510-638-GO-A's. That's 510-638-4627. 510-638-4627. Want to give back to the community along with some of your favorite A's players and front office staff? Through the A's volunteer team, fans can join us in giving back to Oakland and the East Bay. Through your time and energy, fans can earn rewards based on the number of hours spent volunteering. To get started, visit athletics.com slash community. That's athletics.com slash community. From sweet plans to single game suites, there's nothing like premium hospitality and athletics baseball. New for the 2019 season, food and beverages are now included in all suites plus options to create a three-game suite plan. Plus, select plans also include an A's Access membership, allowing you to attend every regular season home game. To learn more about A's Suites, visit athletics.com slash suites. That's athletics.com slash suites. Hey, kids, have you ever wanted to run the bases like your favorite A's player? Well, here's your chance. Children ages 14 and under can come onto the field following most Sunday home games and race around the bases with A's mascot Stomper there to cheer them on. Make sure to pack your running shoes so you can show off your speed. Race Around the Bases is brought to you by the Oakland A's Community Fund. Now is the time to secure your own terrace table with seating for two or four people to eat, drink, and cheer the A's right from these amazing new half-moon tables. With awesome in-seat ordering and exclusive discounts, this might be the best seat in the house. So grab your friends, family, or co-workers and come out early for a great day at the ballpark. To learn more about the Terrace and some of the other exciting new ballpark locations, visit athletics.com slash premium today. Now back to A's Cast Live. Here's Chris Townsend. What a great day it is here in Oakland. By the way, it's absolutely beautiful. Hope to see you out at the ballpark as the winning streak continues. The A's have won 10 in a row. And when Cody brought up Moneyball. Recently, if you didn't get to hear it, Corey Beck, who is the CEO and the winemaker for Coppola, and Coppola Winery is doing the deal with the A's, fantastic wine. I got a chance to interview him on Sunday, and he's a huge A's fan. That's one of the things that's great about the sponsors with the A's is that you know, these people, it's just not, hey, I want to sell wine in the ballpark. It's a fact, It's a part that they want their brand to be a part of the A's brand because they're A's fans. They love this team. And I started telling them about years ago when Moneyball came out, how many people were peeved in other sports organizations because their boss made them read the book. It was funny whether you were, no matter who you worked for, the other organizations, professional organizations, I know for a fact, 
the Niners people made them read the book. They the sharks, everybody, warriors, everybody had to read the book. And you know how employees work. They don't like being told what to do. But after everybody read the book, they realized how great the book was and what, what's been going on in Oakland and how many people, when you think about Moneyball, a movie that was up for an Oscar to have Brad Pitt playing Billy Bean, but it was more than just sports. He had his employees at Coppola read the book. I can't tell you how many businesses made their employees, hey, listen, open your mind up, read this book, and you'll see that there's different ways of doing business. And he went on to talk about Francis Ford Coppola wanted to do wine in a can. And everybody's like, wine in a can? No. And now wine in the can is the new rage. Champagne in the can is the new rage. Sparkling wine, if it's not from uh, Champagne, France, in a can. And they're getting rid of corks. It's just, it's just interesting of people thinking about how to do business a different way and how the A's truly changed Major League Baseball. And one of the great articles that I've read, and it was actually, it was in football season last year. It was, I was on the plane with the Raiders heading down to take on the Rams in preseason. And I can't remember who did the article. But it was, a, I think it was Ken Rosenthal, The Athletic, did this unbelievable article about how in 1998, you got to remember, the Yankees in 1998 are literally the best team in the history of baseball, modern-day baseball. It'd be tough to find a better team than that 98 Yankee team. But at that point, George Steinbrenner is still going crazy, and he's still all over Brian Cashman, and Brian Cashman is a young executive. Brian Cashman calls Billy Bean and started asking him about analytics, the program, and all of that. And since 1998, when Billy Bean helped out Brian Cashman, they've always had a very, very good relationship. Ever since he helped him, the Yankees now, because of the money and because of the power, they have the biggest analytic team of anybody in baseball, up to 20 employees. Everybody in baseball saw what was happening with the A's and said, we need to change our game. And the way it has evolved over the years is so impressive to where you're hearing now Tampa Bay Rays, they have brought, because what happens is, is there's these companies that we don't know about that have created all these new analytics. And it's something that we've talked about with David Force on the David Force show. You know, Moneyball was about math equations. It was sabermetrics. You take this times this, divided by this, and you come up with this number. Okay, it was math. Now, as I'm sitting here and I'm looking down at the bullpen right now, and you have the high, you have the high-tech cameras, you have the radar, you have TrackMan, Rapsado, you can you can look all this stuff up. So it's really they're using science now. That's how they're figuring out their spin rates and their spin frequencies and all these different things. But these there's certain organizations that are bringing everything in-house on their own, and Tampa's one of them. I mean, look at the Tampa Bay Rays. 
who really mimic the A's in so many ways as both teams are trying to get a ballpark. Both teams are never going to have the highest payroll with their situation right now. But the Rays are winning, and they have the lowest payroll in baseball, and they're going up against the monsters in the East. I mean, it, 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 it's, a, it's an arms race in the East when you look at what the Yankees are doing and what the Red Sox. And here you are with the lowest payroll, but you know what? We're going to outsmart all these guys. And they have been the baseball devil when you think about it. And we'll talk more about it later on because next road trip goes Anaheim and then it goes Texas and then we go to Tampa. But it was the Rays who started really all the shifting. Now, I know you can go way back in baseball and they shifted against Ted Williams. But it was back in the day, it was the Rays who really started implementing this more than anybody else. It was the Rays who started the craze, the opener, which we're going to see tonight. Has it been confirmed Cam Bedrosian? Cam Bedrosian is going to be starting. He's going to be your opener for the Angels. I mean, you think about that. The Rays were doing it, and people were like, oh, the poor little Rays. You know, they just don't have the money to have the starting pitching, so they got to do this thing called the opener. And now all the big boys do it. The Yankees do it. The Dodgers do it. Everybody does it. And the next craze, which I don't know how this is going to work, it'll be interesting when we're in Tampa, but they've actually taken a front office person and put them on the coaching staff. So you actually now have an analytics guy, a guy that's not a former player, a guy that's been a, you know, a long-time coach in the minor leagues. You actually have an analytics guy in uniform in the dugout for the Rays. And I've often wondered how that would work. Because you're going to have this analytics guy looking at Cash, the manager, saying, yeah, pull that guy back and put this guy up because the numbers say it. Well, that guy you're pulling back, you could be taking money out of his pocket. Or however they do the pitching changes, you could be taking money out of these guys' pockets. How are they going to react to that when they, you know, when you say the, the stat nerd is making decisions and helping the – and helping the, I can't imagine how, that, how I would react to that. So the Rays have changed baseball in a lot of ways. But it all really started with that book as Cody brought up Moneyball and how this, what we have right here at the Oakland Coliseum, has been so influential on think about analytics from a standpoint of, as I told you, other other organizations and other sports had their people read Moneyball. We never heard of analytics in the NBA. It wasn't that long ago that the Warriors won best analytic team in all of sports. Can't remember what the award is. But they all use analytics now. The NFL, the NBA, hockey, and a lot of it started all right here. All right, we're going to have Bob Melvin coming up. But before we do that, we want to have a little fun with this 30-game hitting streak. Excuse me, with this 10-game hitting streak. 30 home runs in the last 13 games. They've been absolutely crushing it. It's the first 10-game winning streak since 2006. You ready for some dingers? Let's hear some dingers right here on A's Cast Live. 3-2 pitch, and Marcus rips it to left field. This is a no-doubt home run. Marcus Simeon, a three-run shot. A swing and a long drive by Pinder. Deep left center field toward the wall. Jacoby gives chase, and he can't get it. It's into the shrubbery for a long ball. Deep drive to left field. Will it be out? Yes, it is. Chad Pender goes yard here at Comerica. Olsen comes to play. First pitch is crushed to right field. 
This is an absolute no-doubter for the A's first baseman. That ball was absolutely crushed. Once you offering fastball hit into right field. Mercado back to the track, to the wall, and it is gone. The ball just kept carrying for Mark Cannon. 2-1, hit hard toward right. Back on it is Mercado. He <laughs> takes a look, and that one will go. Nick Hudley, opposite field again. You know, here's the pitch, and that's driven to left field deep. Way back, and no doubt, and gone. And Piscotti has hit it out. And now hits a drive to right center, up the alley. Bruce going back, turning around. He will watch it fly. And Chapman hits a drive to right center, way back. Hanniger at the track. He will turn and watch it fly. And with two out, the one-two pitch to Trout is swung on and missed. On a fastball down and in. And the A's have won again. They haven't lost since the 14th of May. Think about, think about that. They haven't lost since the 14th of May. <laughs> oh, my God. On the 14th of May, the A's lost to the Seattle Mariners, and they were 19-25. and 25. I was at Safeco Field that day. And I remember going into Bob Melvin's office. We got to record the Bob Melvin show. He was not a happy camper. By the way, kind of taking you on the inside here, you want to know why Matt Chapman makes all these crazy plays? Because as Bob Melvin says, he works on them. Right now, he's taking backhanded plays, and he's turning around and firing to first base, and Melvin's challenging. Melvin's hitting him these screamers. And Chapman actually just made the play and was pointing at Bob going, I got you. But why does he make all these incredible plays? Because he works on it. And all-star voting started today. We're going to go over that. They're now making it an election. What possibly could go wrong when you're making it an election? So essentially, you're going to go online. You're going to vote for players. And then at some point, the, the, the voting will stop. And then you'll have to re-vote for the guys who actually got the top three. So it's going to be not just voting once, but you're going to have a voting process a second time. And I just start thinking of guys like the guy at the plate right now during batting practice. How do you not vote for Josh Fegley? One of the amazing stories. How do you not vote for Matt Chapman? How do you not vote for Marcus Simeon? How do you not vote for the guy who's starting tonight? Well, you can't vote for a pitcher now that I think about it. But you can later on, though, can't you? I got we got to read the, the total rules because they've changed the process. I do miss getting the ballot, though, at the ballpark. Some of you may not remember that, but they used to pass out ballots, and that's how you ballot stuff. Now you can just go online and do it. Well, who does Bob Melvin think? should be an all-star on his team. What does Bob Melvin think about winning 10 in a row? What does Bob Melvin think about his team putting it all together? Pitching, defense, offense. You're going to hear from the skipper next, the Bob Melvin Show right here on A's Cast Live. Want to add to your collection of A's memorabilia but can't make it to the Coliseum? During every weekend home series, the Oakland A's Community Fund will hold a digital silent auction through the MLB Ballpark app. 
You can bid on rare memorabilia items, including baseballs, jerseys, bats, game-used equipment, and autographed items. Proceeds from the silent auction benefit the Oakland A's Community Fund and its initiatives in the community. Download the app at athletics.com slash ballparkapp. Who doesn't love a good happy hour? The Cornerstone gives your group a unique happy hour experience. The area treats up to 40 to 50 guests with a package that includes food and beverage along with an intimate pregame experience. Plus, the experience comes with an awesome seating option that we can build to fit your needs. To learn more about the Cornerstone and other unique group experiences, visit athletics.com groups. Athletics.com groups. The future is bright in Oakland and the East Bay. 15,000 local youth baseball and softball players are participating in the Future A's program, presented by Kaiser Permanente. The club's new initiative provides complimentary jerseys and hats to local youth baseball and softball leagues. Teams also receive additional benefits and support, including development clinics, tickets to A's games, and more. Visit athletics.com future for more information. Playing in Hero Town? It's only fitting to get your group together to reserve the Budweiser Hero Day. Located next to the right field foul pole, this awesome new space can hold around 100 people and a bunch of home run balls. With an all-inclusive buffet, now is the time to be the hero of your friends and colleagues by grabbing tickets and a cold one for a great day at the ballpark. For more information about the Budweiser Hero Day, visit athletics.com premium today. It's time to grab your reserved space in the popular Connie Mack Club. The club space gives your group a private area located in Shive Park Tavern for the entire ball game. The Connie Mack Club features access to outdoor seating and includes a pre-game buffet filled with our highest-end food package. This area of the ballpark is perfect for 30 to 50 guests to kick back, relax, and enjoy the game. For more information about the Connie Mack Club and other group offers, visit athletics.com groups. Chris Townsend for nestbedding.com. If you've been mattress shopping, you know the cost of a memory foam mattress is insane. And what do you know about the company that makes the mattress and the other one that sold it to you? Check out my friends at nestbedding.com, a local company that actually makes the mattress they sell right here in the USA, which means you get a high-quality memory foam mattress at half the cost, and shipping is always free. I love this company, local business, made in the USA, free shipping. Did I mention their lifetime guarantee? Mattress and bedding needs. Go to Nest betting.com A's cast, A's cast live continues from Ricky Henderson field here's Chris Townsend yeah pretty incredible right on the field watching the A's take batting practice soon the Angels will be out and we're going to probably hear from Mark Gubaza who was a terrific pitcher in his day a world champion with the Royals in 1985 I always love getting some George Brett stories out of him. I mean, think, he got to see George Brett, one of the great players of his time, and he's getting to broadcast for one of the great players who is turning into an all-time great, and that's Mike Trout. And then also, talking about Albert Pujols, you got to have the respect every single time Pujols does something, he's moving up some type of, <laughs> some type of record book. I mean, Albert has had just an incredible, an incredible career. But now it's time for the Bob Melvin Show. We caught up with the skipper earlier today in his office. 
It's now time for the Bob Melvin Show, brought to you by nestbedding.com. Love where you sleep. And, Bob, you just have to love what's going on right now with your club. I mean, the last time we were talking, we were in Seattle. The team was struggling. And since then, you've rolled off 10. Could be 11 in a row if it wasn't for the rain out. What do you like? What do you love seeing in your club right now? We're just doing everything well right now. And, and as bad as the timing was before, we'd get a well-pitched game, wouldn't score runs. Uh, we'd score some runs, wouldn't get a well-pitched game, lose a game late later on. You know, now we're adding on runs, which is making it a little bit easier on the bullpen guys at the end of the game. We're just getting our timing right, and we're doing things in the fashion that we expect to. I know this is real simple, but you guys just perform better when it looks like you're having a good time. And it looks, again, like last year, you're having a good time. Well, I think that goes hand in hand. When you're winning, you're having a good time. When you're not, you're you're really not. But if you were in the clubhouse when we're struggling, it, it, it's it's not much different than when we're winning. I mean, certainly the guys aren't happy about not winning games, but they get along well. They know that each day is a different day and an opportunity to, you know, if you're in a bad streak, go out and win a game. So I think really one of the strengths of this team is – they individualize the day. They try to ride the wave when we're going well. And, and when we're not and we lose a game, it's it's an opportunity to go out there and win a game the next day. I know we talk so much about bullpens, but your starters are 7-0 and in the last 11 games. There's something about a winning streak, and there's something about starting pitchers giving you length, and your guys have been doing it for you. Yeah, they have. And, and certain days when we're not getting a lot of length, like, you know, yesterday we get into the sixth, um, you know, we have some guys that can that can shut it down. Ryan Buchter has been absolutely terrific since he's come back. Uh, Yusmero Petit has been great with runners on, on coming in with runners on base. He gave up one yesterday, but you know, it's it's we're just doing the things that we expect to do. Uh, we're holding leads. We're adding on. Uh, you know, a, a lot of the good things that you would do that would lead to a win streak. Yeah, it is pretty amazing the numbers of. The numbers about you scoring runs from the seventh inning on. You've scored at least one run from the seventh inning on the last 13 games. And what you've done this year is something like 30 runs you've scored from the seventh inning on. Talk about adding on and how big that is for you down the stretch. It is, you know, last year came easy as far as the bullpen went. If we were ahead after the seventh inning, we won. We didn't give up any runs. But, you know, earlier this season, we gave up some runs. We blew some saves. We, we lost some games late, which we didn't do last year. And one of the things you like to do when you know it's not going to be perfect all the time out of the bullpen is add on runs like you saw yesterday. You know, each and every one of those runs, you know, Chapman's homer felt like a 10 run homer to put us up by two. You know, and then we then we get another run to put us up by three. And each one of those runs late in the game feel like more than just one run. So, um, you know, it's a nice dynamic to have. And, and, you know, over the last couple of weeks or so, we've been doing it. You just mentioned Matt Chapman and all star voting started today. He's got a home run in three straight games. I, I think you got quite a few guys that you could really be looking at who could be all-stars. Yeah, and it probably starts with him. I mean, he's he's been consistent all year long, both sides of the ball. You know, the power's there, the on-base is there. Uh, certainly the defense is, is one of a kind. So, yeah, it probably starts with him. We feel like some of those guys, I don't know that shortstop's having a better year than Marcus Simeon is. Defensively, I, I think he's as consistent as anybody in the game and keeps getting better every year. Um so we we probably start with those two guys. Yeah, and you got a you got a guy on the mound that's been fantastic for you, and Frankie Montas. I mean, remember in spring training we weren't even sure if he was going to make the team, and now he's just been a workhorse for you. He has always had the stuff to do it. You know, just developed a couple more pitches this year, and is able to throw them in different counts. 
once you start having success, when you have that kind of stuff, the confidence is going to go along with it. That's what you're seeing out of Frankie right now. How much has everything changed for your lineup and your defense now that Matt Olson is back? Boy, he's, he's you know, there's certain pillars that you have that hold the team up, and, and Matt Olson's a big one. So, you know, it's the one real left-handed power bat we have in the lineup. You know, Profar's been doing a nice job knocking knocking some runs in, hitting some homers too. But, you know, he's that guy. And then defensively, he just makes everybody better. I mean, everything has to go through first base for the most part, you know, in the infield. And, and he's just such a, such a great re- resource to have for all these guys. All they have to do is get it over in that direction. They know he's going to come up with it. And one of the, you know, things that's been so interesting about this run right here is you're doing it without Chris Davis and the fact that Mark Canna has basically replaced Chris Davis in the lineup. And that's hard to do. I mean, Chris Davis, if ever there's a irreplaceable guy in our lineup, it's Chris Davis. You know, he, he's really the one guy that can put a team on its back and, and carry you for a week. And, you know, it hurts not to have him. But the fact that we're playing well uh, without having him in the lineup uh, – obviously is a good thing for us and and Mark Canna has really picked up the slack I think he had five home runs on the last road trip and you know one since we've been home and yesterday his his add-on run was huge he's trying to get a guy over it's man on second and nobody out and he's just trying to hit a ball over to the right side pokes it through the hole knocks another run in so consistent at bats uh, seem to do pretty well for Mark Canna. It's the Bob Melvin Show brought to you by nestbedding.com. Love where you sleep. And we have seen some old school baseball. Hit the ball the other way, get some sack flies, manufacturing runs. I know you got to love that. We do. And, and that's been a big part of these add-ons, uh, you know, here recently, too. So, you know, there are going to be some games where you, you're not going to win uh, hitting home runs all the time, and you have to be able to manufacture them. So, you know, we haven't come up with that game yet here recently where we haven't won without a homer, yet we have the ability to do so, and as you're seeing right now, uh, we seem to be able to score runs in different ways. Where are we with Chris Davis and his rehab? You know, actually today he's going to swing a fungal for the first time, so just some dry swings, I think, in uh, in the cage, and I know he feels a little bit better. Uh, we, you know, we purposely shut him down for, I think it was five days, and, and today he'll start to, to figure out how it feels in there, so... As soon as we can get them back, the better, but the guys are holding down the fort right now. How tough is that as a player when you know something's wrong, something doesn't feel right, and it's tough to express that to everybody, and then for you as a manager, you got to help him through the process. Yeah, you know, I saw it every day. I'd throw BP to him, and, you know, during BP, his swings were okay. Sometimes he doesn't let it go in BP anyway, but he's shooting some balls the other way, and you can kind of see it was bothering him. And then when it got in the game, you know, you can't ever simulate a game swing, so... You know, he's he's pretty, he's a guy that generates a lot of power from his lower half, which means uh, that portion of the body comes into play, and it just wasn't there. You know, we had to pull him out of a couple games, and, you know, at some point in time, there's just uh, no reason to keep going through that. We want to get him fully healthy because he's a power guy. Not all managers throw BP. You do. Why do you, and what do you learn from it? Well, I've, one, I always have, uh, and two, you get to know your players really well. Um, you know what they can handle, what they can't handle. And, you know, you kind of dig in and, and work with them, and I think they appreciate that. You know, I hit ground balls, I, I throw BP, and as long as I'm healthy enough to do that, I'll continue to do it because the players know that, uh, you know, not only do you manage the club and have to be on top of, of things every day as far as the personalities goes, they know that you want to work as well, and it's just something I've always done. I think about when I watch you, you got a pretty good arm, Bob. You throw some good heat, and I wonder, if you wouldn't have been a catcher, what kind of pitcher would Bob Melvin have been? 
I don't know, but if I didn't have an arm, I probably wouldn't have been a catcher either. So I, I probably wouldn't have gotten much playing time either. So part of what I did defensively had to do with, with throwing runners out. You know, a lot of times the best batting practice pitchers are catchers because they're, they're short-arm throwers and, and spin the ball with a lot of backspin and, and are pretty accurate with what, we're do, what they're doing. So um, but the limited games that I played during my 10-year career probably allowed me to get ready to be a batting practice pitcher. <laughs> you had a good career. Come on. Uh, talking about the last time we talked was in Seattle where you were 19 and 25, haven't lost a game since then. Now you've gone over 500. How important was it to get to 500 and then keep adding? Yeah, it is. You know, once you get there, and we, we kind of set little short-term goals for ourselves. And, and when I talked to the guys last, I said, hey, look, you know, let, let's get through this road trip. Let's get home. Hopefully during the homestand we get, get to 500. Once we get to 500, then we'll reevaluate. Next thing I know, they run off 10 in a row and, and blow by 500. So I wasn't even able to speak to them until, you know, a couple days ago. So, you know, incrementally we, we try to look at some numbers and some goals and, and try to get there. Uh, they just sped this one up pretty quickly. And this process is very interesting because you're in a stretch of 15 straight games in division, and you vaulted yourself into second place now with the Astros come to town. So finishing off the Angels is huge, and then you have a big series coming up against the Astros. We do. You know, that'll be a, a good chance for us to take a little stock where we are. I think right now we really don't care who we play. It, it's always nice to play well within your division because you're gaining ground one-on-one uh, -on -one with those teams. But the guys are just enjoying playing and going out there. I don't think they really care who they play. You know, when Houston gets here and we still have two more games with the Angels, then we'll look at that one. I know we're going to get Verlander and Cole, too, which are their two best guys. So that's uh, a really good key team, and, and we'll see where we are once we get there. But we have two tough games left before we play them. As your old buddy Jim Harbaugh used to, used to say, iron sharpens iron. So it'll be an interesting series. And we'll end on this. We're starting a live talk show now on A's Cast on TuneIn. It's called A's Cast Live. What possibly could go wrong with me doing a live talk show from the field every single day? A lot, probably. Um, so we'll leave it at that. But the one thing you do is you bring passion to the Oakland A's every day. You're the right guy for the job. So uh, hopefully they have a five-second delay when you're out there on the field or a couple-second delay. But what I would say is good luck with that. You are the best. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Thank you. The Bob Melvin Show brought to you by NestBetting.com. Love where you sleep. Oh, no, there isn't a delay. No, no, no. We're flying without a net now. But here's the crazy thing. We are now not governed by FCC rules because we are streaming. So technically, we can kind of do anything we want. Now, I'm not going to push it that much, obviously. Uh, it's going to be a family program. It's going to be for baseball fans. But uh, life is definitely different. But Bob Melvin... You know, we got a lot of the big wigs out here because obviously they're starting to get ready for the draft. Billy Owens is here. You might remember the conversation I had with Billy O, assistant general manager, been one of the best scouts in the business. You have a lot of the Scott Hatterbergs out as these guys are starting to get ready for the draft. So I could see Billy O being on here not too long. I love having Billy Owens on, obviously a Bay Area guy. Grew up in San Jose, went to Bellman Prep, was a fantastic football player, uh, played quarterback in college, and played baseball. Got close to the big leagues. Well, it looks like we're going to have Matt Olson and Matt Chapman coming up here as they're just getting done with batting practice. And we're going to be able to talk to the two guys, and it's fitting that we talk to these guys because all-star voting is starting today. 
And I'm not going to be shocked if we are going to see Matt Chapman in the All-Star game. Along Now, Matt Olson, obviously, with the hamate bone, got off to a slow start. They're walking over right now as we speak. So, your two gold glove winners and the platinum gold glove winner are going to be stopping by here to talk to us on A's Cast Live. And this is what's so sweet about what we're doing is the fact that we can have him over right after BP and bring him on. Chappie, how you doing? Good, how are you? We are doing wonderful. How much fun are you guys having with this street? Uh, I would say a lot of fun. It's definitely uh, a lot of fun. It feels a lot like last year, and I just hope we keep it rolling. I need to apologize to, to Mr. Olson, Matt Olson here, because I had him on in Tokyo, and then that was the game he heard his handmade bone. I don't want you ever to think that this is a jinx here. No, it was your fault. <laughs> how are you doing and how are you feeling? I'm good. Um, you know, I, I told everybody when I came back that, you know, I, I was going to be 100% when I came back, and I had the guys telling me to, you know, take it slow, chappy, and, you know, the guys who have gone through hand injuries before, and, uh, yeah, now that I'm back, I feel fine. Good to go. You know, I talked to Bob Melvin earlier today about, you know, how much fun you guys have. And that's what we really saw with 97 wins last year. And as you just said, you're starting to feel those vibes that you had last year. Because once you guys hit June, you took off. I think the great thing now is that you're doing it in May and not wait until June. Yeah, I, I hope that, that that is the case. Because last year, you know, we, we were kind of playing, you know, 500 baseball up until June. And then things took off and we never looked back. So kind of has that feeling right now. Uh, I mean, there's still a lot of work that has to be done. But we have the experience and we know what we got to do to get where we want to be. And I think that... Um, we just have to keep that confidence, but just keep working hard and not get complacent. You know, this is really a historic day because what we're doing right now, nobody else in Major League Baseball has ever done this. We're doing a live show that's streaming. No one else is allowed to have an A's cast on TuneIn. So you two guys, we really appreciate you stopping by because I think soon all 30 teams will have this, but we're the only team that gets to do it. And we'll all look back someday and say, wow, this was a historic day in Major League Baseball. The first one. So when I think about Matt Olson coming back, what does that mean for you defenders having him come back and what he allows, like especially for you and Marcus, that you can take some chances because he's so great at digging the baseball out? 100%. Um, I mean, just look at our record ever since we've had him back. I mean, he's so important to our team, uh, just his presence in the lineup and on defense. And, I mean, the amount of balls he takes away from the four hole, the double plays that he gets turned at first base, and then, Every infielder has confidence to throw to him, um, and you can, you can, you know, even if the guy might be safe or whatever it is on a bang-bang play, you're not afraid to chuck it over there because you know he's going to make a play. So it's just great to have him back, and, I mean, the proof's in the pudding. Look at our record. I was watching you earlier today, and you were, you were bunting, and you've been getting some bunt hits. I absolutely <clears throat> love that. And do you think you do it enough? They're going to have to change how they, they defend you with all the different shifts? Uh, you know, we'll see how they adjust to it. Uh, that's obviously the end goal. I, yeah. would, I would love to, you know, be able to be a little out front and roll a ball over into the four hole for a hit. But, um, you know, obviously the the statistics are there and they're playing me there for a reason, um, you know, because I, I do hit balls in that four hole a lot. So, um, you know, we'll just have to see what they do. You know, even if it opens up the six hole for me, an extra pitch, you know, a lot of guys would move back with one strike from the guy up front to shortstop. And when I started playing uh, 
whoever whoever the last team was in here, they were staying in even with two, even with one strike. So that opens up the six hole for me, and you know, maybe maybe one day it'll be back to normal. I noticed it in Detroit when Chris Davis knocked a couple through the right side where second base would be. All of a sudden, they started changing how they defend you. So that's something that can be really big. Is it frustrating though when you get up to the plate and you see everybody on the right side? It's not frustrating. Um, you know, I understand why they're doing it. Uh, yeah, I, I would love to <laughs> to get a couple hits in that four hole, or you know, uh, the balls I hit up the middle get through there. But uh, you know, I understand why they're doing it, and you know, I just I got to take what the defense is giving me. I got to be a, a better hitter, more professional hitter, and, and hit it where they're not. Chapman Olson with us here on A's Cast Live, and I think about a home run in three straight games. What's going through your mind right now when you're red hot like this and keeping it going? <laughs> I mean, definitely just trying to keep it rolling. Uh, it's nice when we're winning ball games and just not really trying to do too much. I'm just trying to help the team and try and take good at bats and just been lucky enough to drive a few baseballs. I was kind of scuffling there a little bit at the end of the road trip, just tried to make some adjustments and be simple and hopefully you know, the success doesn't make me try to do too much. I'm just going to try and stay within myself and just trying to keep taking team ABs. You make a lot of dramatic plays out there, and it's a lot of fun. And I was trying to tell people earlier today watching you, you practice these plays, and it's one of the reasons why you're able to make these plays. Definitely. I mean, you can't, you can't expect to do something you've never done before. Uh, so I just try to replicate a lot of those plays. But mostly it's just me and Bo Mel trying to one-up each other. He always, <laughs> I, I try to, like, just – that last one, I tried to go as far over towards shortstop as I could, and he kind of takes offense to it because I tell him he doesn't have enough juice to get it by me. But it's just like for fun, but you got to practice those plays. Oh, no doubt about it. And, you know, one thing that in baseball now we're talking so much about bullpens, right? And, Matt, I, I, I think about what your starters have done during this streak. It has been absolutely fantastic what your starting pitchers have been able to do as they've helped you win 10 in a row. And your starting pitchers are right now are 8-0 in the last 11 games. Talk about the length and the quality you're getting out of your starters right now. Man, it's been unbelievable. Um, pretty much since we got to Detroit, the guys have been lights out. Um, just putting together really quality starts. Even, even when guys are coming out and not having their A stuff, uh, you know, Mengden's last start comes to my head where he was up throwing a lot of pitches and you know I think he threw around 100 pitches in four innings but he found a way to keep it to one run kept us in the ball game and you know on days where you might not have your best stuff to be able to keep us in the game is huge and these guys have been just putting out quality stars and you two can talk about this the guy going tonight you know Frankie Montas when we were down in spring training we didn't know if he was even going to make the team and now you think of what he has done for your guys' staff you can both talk to this Adding that splitter, he has become your best pitcher. 100%. I mean, he looks like an all-star to me. Uh, just every single time he takes the mound, you, we expect to win the game. I mean, I, obviously we expect to win every game, but when he takes the mound, we feel confident he can go up there and beat anybody. And throws a lot of strikes, works quick, has strikeout pitches, but also the ability to get ground balls and gets after it. And he's a competitor, and it's just fun to play behind him. Yeah, I mean, you watch it. You look at his last few years, and – you know, he's kind of bouncing back between AAA here, bullpen, start. Um, for him to be able to, to kind of grind out those years and, and come back this year and, you know, get some good outings under his belt and get that confidence going. I mean, he's a completely different guy on the mound right now. And, uh, 
you know, I think there's no question that he's he's one of our guys in the rotation. You know, that's something you and I have talked about because you did that. You were up and down and up and down, and you survived that. Can you ever pull somebody aside and say, hey, this is what I went through, and you can survive that because it is so frustrating? Yeah, it's, you know, it hurts the confidence a little bit. Um, you have to take a step back and, and kind of look at the business side of it and understand. And, uh, you know, I've, I've talked to Barreto before. Um, you know, it's, it's no secret that he's had a, a few stops up and down the past couple of years. And, uh, you know, I just, just wanted to remind him that he's still young and that he's a great player and that obviously the organization still has a ton of faith in him. But, uh, you know, the, the up and down is just – how the roster is right now and he can't do anything about that all he can do is is go out and and control his play on the field wherever it may be and um you know if i ever run across somebody kind of in that same scenario that that i was going through in 17 i try to give them a little insight to, to what i felt during that well i'll tell you as you guys are trying to build this thing and win on the field we're trying to do the same thing with this we're trying to give a's fans the best coverage they've ever had since 1968 when they moved here and so I can't thank you guys enough for stopping by. This is a big day for a lot of fans who are finally getting their due. They love you guys, but they're finally getting their due. They're getting to hear more from you guys, and the A's are finally going to have the coverage that they deserve. And we appreciate you guys stopping by, and good luck and win number 11 today. Thank you. Awesome. Thank appreciate you, it, Chris. Matt Chapman, Matt Olson doing a great job. And maybe the All-Star game in their future is All-Star <laughs> uh, voting started today. All right, coming up, we're going to have Mark Gubazov from the Angels right here on A's Cast Live. If you're a baseball fan and a parent, you've probably had to explain to your kid that a 2-2 count isn't something a ballerina wears. As a parent or even a sibling, you may have also had to explain that a makeup game doesn't involve lipstick or mascara. But as a parent and an A's fan, we do hope you know about our new A's stomping ground. This awesome space is open and waiting for you. From awesome new games for kids to interactive activities, the A's stomping ground is right for you and your family. So the next time the kids want to know what a sandwich pick is or who got that 2-2 pitch, you will know it's time to go to a ball game and visit the A's Stomping Ground, a free area in right field for kids and families. Visit athletics.com slash stomping ground to learn today. That's athletics.com slash stomping ground. Chris Townsend for nestbedding.com. If you've been mattress shopping, you know the cost of a memory foam mattress is insane. And what do you know about the company that makes the mattress and the other one that sold it to you? Check out my friends at nestbedding.com, a local company that actually makes the mattress they sell right here in the USA, which means you get a high-quality memory foam mattress at half the cost, and shipping is always free. I love this company, local business, made in the USA, free shipping. Did I mention their lifetime guarantee? Mattress and bedding needs. Go to Nest Looking to take A's cast on the road with you on your next jog or road trip? Head over to athletics.com slash podcasts and you can download episodes of Taking Effect, Green and Gold History, A Season on the Road, and more. Visit athletics.com slash podcasts today. Now is the time to secure your own terrace table with seating for two or four people to eat, drink, and cheer the A's right from these amazing new half-moon tables. With awesome in-seat ordering and exclusive discounts, this might be the best seat in the house. So grab your friends, family, or coworkers and come out early for a great day at the ballpark. 
To learn more about the Terrace and some of the other exciting new ballpark locations, visit athletics.com slash premium today. Hey, kids, have you ever wanted to run the bases like your favorite A's player? Well, here's your chance. Children ages 14 and under can come onto the field following most Sunday home games and race around the bases with A's mascot Stopper there to cheer them on. Make sure to pack your running shoes so you can show off your speed. Race Around the Bases is brought to you by the Oakland A's Community Fund. Looking for the latest on the A's minor leagues? One of the latest additions to A's cast is The Farm. A look around the minor leagues with interviews, updates, and profiles on the future A's tearing up the minors. Now back to A's Cast Live. Broadcasting from the town, here's Chris Townsend. Well, I can tell you, growing up a huge George Brett fan, our next guest, I got to watch him a lot, and he was a fantastic pitcher, an all-star, a world champion, and now does a bang-up job with the Angels on television. Mark Gubazaw is with us. I always appreciate you stopping by. Oh, uh, Chris, no, no problem at all. This is fun. It is a beautiful day here today at the ballpark. Yeah, how about this? I mean... This is our office, sitting here at the end of the dugout, watching BP. The Angels are now out. We'll be able to get to watch them uh, with batting practice. I mean, it's a pretty cool thing we got going on here. Oh, it is, it is pretty awesome, man. The way that Oakland is playing right now, I mean, they got off to a slow start. They've been swinging the bats, I'll tell you. It's always fun when the Angels and the A's get together. Isn't that amazing how many years you've seen that where the A's always get off to slow starts, and then it's like either late May or June, they hit their stride. Yeah, I mean, we were like that in forever in Kansas City, too. Uh, we were always a slow starter. Even my first year in 84, we ended up winning the division. Uh, we had a, a so-so record, but I remember George Brett, Hal McRae, all the guys going, hey, don't worry about what's going on in April and May, even though you want to win that, because <laughs> watch this in August and September, and that's when things turn around. You know, you got to play with George, who was my favorite player growing up, and obviously one of the great players of all time. So you got to see that firsthand. And then now the greatness that you get to see. And let's start with Albert Pujols. It's like every single time we watch a highlight of him, he's passing somebody on a hit list, an RBI list, a home run list. Well, how is he as, as, a, as a player and a guy to cover and, and just one of the great right-handed hitters we've ever seen? Yeah, it's so much fun, especially when you think about what he's been able to accomplish. You mentioned, mentioned passing names like the Babe Bruce and all those immortals in the game. And then when you talk to Albert about that, he's humbled. And, he, and he, he's a student of the game, and he remembers the history of the game. So that, that to him, he says, once I'm done playing, I'll, really, I'll realize how cool it was to pass some of these amazing players of all time when he got a 2,000 RBI. Again, he was like, wow, this is pretty cool. But, you know, I'll take a breather when I'm done playing and, and talk about it. But every day he's out doing extra work. That's the thing. I remember even watching, like, say, the greats in all sports, like a Kobe Bryant. They're out there shooting early or shooting after the basketball game, free throws, three-pointers. Always trying to get better. I know Steph does that here with the Warriors, too. The great ones figure out how to sustain greatness by keep working hard. Even if you're getting a little bit older and Father Time's catching up, you still find ways to compete. You make a really good point. I, I used to cover the Warriors before I, I came here to work for the A's full-time, and I remember Kobe Bryant. I mean, he's at the end of his career. He would come out, and he'd get a lather going, and it was a, you're like, you're Kobe Bryant. You're at the end, but he worked harder than anybody. Yeah, and, that, and that's why, like, Mike Trout follows around Albert Pujols all day long. He's hitting off the tee. He's doing soft toss work. He's hitting in the cages early. He's hitting on the field every day. 
You know, there, there used to be times on day games where everyone goes, oh, I think we'll take a breather. And then all of a sudden you see Albert walking out, and then everyone follows him out. <laughs> he, he fights every day in that batter's box. Like I said, he doesn't run as well as he used to, but when there's an RBI out there, he's getting the job done. Is it – he's making it easier for the Angels because I think he understands where he is in his career where he's not probably going to play every single day. Just talk about how – him understanding that has made it, this transition a little easier. And, you know, it is hard because he wants to play every day. And if we're doing something today, I mean, look at his numbers when he plays first base. I think he's like 272. When he's DH, is about 180 or so right around there. So he still likes to play in the field, but he's not able to play every day. And when you have Shohei Otani as your designated hitter, and he's going to be doing that all year, you know, it's up to Brad Ausmus to find times to give him those breathers, whether it's against a tough righty or even sometimes against a lefty who has a good changeup off the plate. So those things are hard for him because he wants to help the team win so bad. But that being said, it's also very important that you find days to give Albert a chance to get a breather. Otherwise, it's going to be de- very difficult come the end, end, end of the season. You played with and against some of the greatest players of all time. You've now broadcasted some of the greatest players of all time. Mike Trout, have you ever seen anybody like him? No, and I, I made this comparison quite a bit and, and being able to play with George Brett and Bo Jackson. I say it's a combination of the two, the athleticism, the power, and it's the all-factor of Bo Jackson. The baseball skills, the ability to hit the ball to all parts of the field and run and defend like George Brett. So I always say, you put those two guys together, that's Mike Trout. Wow. I mean, I, I, I joked around and told him that, even at his family. They all go, no way. I said, yeah, you know, I, I don't throw those things out there normally unless I feel 100% I'm confident to say that. And I even told Bo about that. He goes, well, he is pretty special. But, I mean, Bo did some things that were just ridiculous. <laughs> but George was an incredible baseball player. I mean, think about it. Batting titles in three different decades for George. And, you know, Hall of Famer, pretty solid defender. But he's the guy that if you tried to intimidate him, the ball was going to be crushed. Big moments, the ball was always going to be crushed by George. Yeah, people, younger kids, you got to look it up. Bo Jackson is literally the greatest athlete of all time, an all-star and a pro bowler, a Heisman Trophy award winner. I mean, Bo Jackson, so I also cover the Raiders. So Mm -hmm. the stories about Bo Jackson would come, he would leave you guys, he would come to the Raiders, he hasn't had any, he just put on the pads, and already he was the best player on the field, and he had no training camp. Yeah, it was funny because I, he used to give me sideline passes all the time, and I'm walking down there, and I'm like, wait a minute, you're moving Marcus Allen back in, in a backup role, and, and everybody was just in total awe of Bo Jackson when he went in there. Without any camp at all, he's really running through people immediately, how fast he was, but the thing was he was so strong. When people ran into him, they just they fell right down. I mean, it's almost like watching – you know, back to the Chicago Bears defense, when they hit, you know, wide receivers or tight ends or running backs, they just fell straight down, or the Baltimore Ravens when they did that. Bo was the complete opposite. He would do that to the defenders, and they would fall straight down, or if they could, that's if they could even catch up to him and try to make contact with him. Today's baseball would be built for Bo Jackson because Bo struck out a lot, but it was yeah. about home runs. And your ballpark back then was even bigger than what Kansas City yeah. is now. If he doesn't get hurt, what do you think – his numbers would have been. Could he possibly have been a Hall of Famer? Yeah, I, and the crazy thing about that whole deal was, and like I said, go all of those games, and he was at that point in his career, he was going to concentrate strictly on baseball. And it's hard, even though as soon as the baseball season went over, he went to play football, but still, it's you're, you're talking about the best athletes in the world in the NFL. I mean, those guys are crushing you. So he was going to concentrate on baseball because he knew that it was more difficult. Football was easier for him because he was such a fantastic athlete could run so well and make people miss him. It was harder for him to hit a baseball. There's games where 
he would have 12 swings in a, in a game and not make contact once, and then the very next day hit three home runs in a game. I mean, so there was still the learning curve for him. And, you know, defensively and his arm, all those things were going to get better and better the more reps and the more concentration level he would have on baseball only. And he was Michael Jordan before Michael Jordan with the Bow Nose campaign oh, at yeah. Nike. Yeah. Uh, I always tell this story, too. We are uh, in the All-Star game against the Angels at 89. He hits the home run and all yeah. that jazz. So we're flying back. We're playing the Yankees, and the pilots come out. They're asking for autographs. So it's like, I'm not a big fa- uh, flyer to begin with. So, Sir, uh, who's flying the plane, please? And he goes, oh, don't worry. It's on autopilot. I said, I saw those airplane movies. I don't know if that's going to work. <laughs> so but Bo was like, it was huge. I mean, when the pilots come out, we land. We're walking through the airport. It felt like, a, hey, I'm, I'm hanging around with Mick Jagger here. The way it was so huge, that whole campaign for Bo and what he was able to do to really promote that even more so. Talk about the 2019 Angels. Gotten off to not the start that, that they want. We saw that with the A's, but this winning streak has erased that. What is going on with your guys' ball club? Yeah, you just look at one thing in particular. It's the starting pitching. It has been a, a struggle for them. Getting some length. They only have 12, uh, nine, I should say, quality starts so far this year. They need more innings out of their starters. Their bullpen has been pretty good. Their lineup, even with the Shohei Otani is finally getting back in there, it's been pretty deep, and, and Justin Upton's going to be back before too long, so it's going to be even deeper. So they're swinging the bat, and they're scoring runs. They're just not preventing runs early on from their starters. So they got to find a way to be more consistent. they got to think as a group. And, and that's when good starting staffs are good when you compete against each other. Okay, you go six, oh, I'm going seven. You go seven, I'm going eight. You go nine, well, I'm going shutout. But if you go to shutout, I'm going no hitter. That's the kind of competitiveness you have to have for a starting rotation. And I think about someone like you in your career – we got so much of this five and dive stuff, and we're talking so much about the analytics, and you don't want your starter going through the rotation three times. But all of a sudden, you start burning up your bullpen. It's like one of the reasons why the A's have this streak is they're getting length from their starters. So as a former pitcher, does it just fry you when when they're like, oh, you're going five innings and you're out? Yeah, and I, I've, I've embraced a lot of the new things in baseball, the analytics, the spin rate, the launch angles, all these things. But if you're a starting pitcher, your job every five days is to go out and get seven or eight innings. That's why I always felt. And the biggest thing, you can have your pitching coach, your manager say whatever they want, but it's your, your teammates, your position players. I remember Hal McRae and Lee May and George Brett. After one game, I went six innings. They go, hey, how'd you feel you threw? I go, I, I thought it was a trick question. We were winning like <laughs> seven to three. I'm like, I guess okay. He goes, don't ever do that again. I'm like, what? You're embarrassing. You waited five days to go out and go six innings. If you don't go seven or eight or nine innings, don't talk to us anymore. And before long, I was willing to fight Dick Hauser not to come out of a game because I didn't want to have to deal with all the guys as far as position players. So that that kind of stuff you need from your position players to kind of throw it on your stars. Hey, listen, you wait five days. I want you out there in that seventh and eighth inning or on occasion high-fiving the catcher when you get that last out. There's no better feeling in the world high-fiving the catcher after a nine-inning performance. Brett Saberhagen's not going four and two-thirds. No, I mean – None of us were going to do that because, like I said, I'd rather fight the manager <laughs> than Hal McRae and Lee May. I don't like my chances of winning that fight. Hey, I always appreciate the time. I know you got to go work, and this is um, one of the reasons why I called you down. You've been so good to me over the years, and this is really a historic thing. This is, this is the future for Major League Baseball, what's going to be happening here, what we're doing with A's Cast Live. So thank you so much. Yeah, you know, I've always loved coming in, Oak, and I've always appreciated the fan support they have here. I know we'll talk a lot about the stadiums and stuff, but they've had passionate fans here from the first day. I still remember most of them at 84 where they were – they knew my mom's name, my – you know, my – Grandma, everybody's name, and they made sure they uh, said some quality things to me. But I, I still love the fact that they have incredible passion. 
You're a class act. Thank, Thank you so time, much, my friend. my friend. Great Mark Gubaza, World Series champion and also an all-star. Coming up next, we'll continue right here. We're going to hear from Dave Cavill, the president, right here on A's Cast Live. The future is bright in Oakland and the East Bay. 15,000 local youth baseball and softball players are participating in the Future A's program, presented by Kaiser Permanente. The club's new initiative provides complimentary jerseys and hats to local youth baseball and softball leagues. Teams also receive additional benefits and support, including development clinics, tickets to A's games, and more. Visit athletics.com future for more information. Looking to understand what makes the A's tick? With weekly shows with manager Bob Melvin and general manager David Forst, now you get the inside scoop into the green and gold. Download A's Cast today or head to athletics.com slash podcast to get started. Who doesn't love a good happy hour? The Cornerstone gives your group a unique happy hour experience. The area treats up to 40 to 50 guests with a package that includes food and beverage along with an intimate pregame experience. Plus, the experience comes with an awesome seating option that we can build to fit your needs. To learn more about the Cornerstone and other unique group experiences, visit athletics.com groups. Athletics.com groups. Want to add to your collection of A's memorabilia but can't make it to the Coliseum? During every weekend home series, the Oakland A's Community Fund will hold a digital silent auction through the MLB Ballpark app. You can bid on rare memorabilia items, including baseballs, jerseys, bats, game-used equipment, and autographed items. Proceeds from the silent auction benefit the Oakland A's Community Fund and its initiatives in the community. Download the app at athletics.com slash ballpark app. Playing in Hero Town? It's only fitting to get your group together to reserve the Budweiser Hero Day. Located next to the right field foul pole, this awesome new space can hold around 100 people and a bunch of home run balls. With an all-inclusive buffet, now is the time to be the hero of your friends and colleagues by grabbing tickets and a cold one for a great day at the ballpark. For more information about the Budweiser Hero Day, visit athletics.com slash premium today. Looking to take A's cast on the road with you on your next jog or road trip? Head over to athletics.com slash podcasts and you can download episodes of Taking Effect, Green and Gold History, A Season on the Road, and more. Visit athletics.com slash podcasts today. It's time to grab your reserved space in the popular Connie Mack Club. The club space gives your group a private area located in Shy Park Tavern for the entire ball game. The Connie Mack Club features access to outdoor seating and includes a pre-game buffet filled with our highest-end food package. This area of the ballpark is perfect for 30 to 50 guests to kick back, relax, and enjoy the game. For more information about the Connie Mack Club and other group offers, visit athletics.com slash groups. A's Cast, A's Cast Live continues from Ricky Henderson Field. Here's Chris Townsend. That's right. The Angels are now taking BP. Commander Cody, go get me Mike Trout. We want him right now. <laughs> oh, God, this is great. I mean, they're just sitting here hanging out. with The fans are, are, are now filing in, and they're watching BP. And the Angels are just starting to take batting practice as the Athletics have just vacated the field. You know, something I, I, I found that I thought was really interesting I wanted to bring up. And talking to Mark Gubazaw, and Gubazaw saying, okay, I'm embracing, you know, these, 
yesteryear players are starting to embrace more and more. And as uh, they had in Moneyball, adapt or die. Scott Hatterberg right now. And there's our uh, Mike Gallego. They're hugging right now. Mike Gallego, one of the great A's, one of the coolest guys too. We'll have to get Mike Gallego on soon. But I found something that I thought was very interesting. In a day and age where we say we don't care if people strike out, that all we care about is home runs and launch angle and hitting the ball out of the ballpark. What I found was interesting is what's going on with the Minnesota Twins. As the Minnesota Twins have hit the most home runs in all of baseball, but the Minnesota Twins have struck out the fewest times in Major League Baseball. Now think about that. You're putting the ball in play, and you're hitting a lot of home runs. One of the reasons they're having such great success. So started looking at this, and I found this. The last four World Series champions, three out of the four had something in common. The 2015 Royals struck out the fewest times in all of baseball, won the World Series. The 2016 Chicago Cubs, they finished 22nd strikeout, so take them out. But then in 2017, didn't really think about this, but the Houston Astros, they struck out the fewest times in Major League Baseball. So two out of the three, the fewest, and The Royals didn't hit for a lot of power. Astros did. And then you take last year's World Series champion, the Boston Red Sox. They were fifth fewest in strikeouts. So what I'm getting at here is contact still plays. Putting the ball in play still is a good thing. And striking out a ton, because it just goes to show The way baseball is going, and I found this note to tie it back to the A's. I was shocked by this. This was going into yesterday's game. Since I'm down on the field, I don't have today's game notes. But the pitching staff for the A's going into yesterday, and I can actually look up yesterday's game here. But, Cody, find me how many strikeouts the A's had yesterday. The pitching staff going into yesterday's game had 428 strikeouts. Now, I don't view this A's staff as a strikeout staff. Frankie Montas, maybe. But the rest of the staff, Bassett has the ability. But they're not a, they're not a, a big-time velocity staff. They had seven yesterday? Okay. So right now, this A's, and you think, like, you think of the staff in the late 80s. You think of Hudson Mulder and Zito. This pitching staff of the A's is on pace right now to have the most strikeouts in franchise history. I was just, I was shocked by that. This A's staff, which has been built, this A's franchise and the championship years, which have been built on pitching and great pitching, that this staff, this one in 2019, will have the most strikeouts in the history of the A's? Like, what? But it just goes to show it's not the A's staff, it's the way baseball 
modern-day baseball is being played. And it really takes me back to we lost Bill Buckner yesterday. It's sad that we lost Bill Buckner. But Bill Buckner and guys from his era didn't strike out. I mean, I he never struck out 40. I, I gotta, I'm looking it up right now on Baseball Reference. He never struck out 40 times or more in a season. How crazy is that? He never, Bill Buckner never struck out three times in a game. The most strikeouts he ever had in a season was actually 40. That was it. He never struck out more than 40 times in a season. Was a batting champion when he hit 324. I mean, he was a terrific player, and sad that we lost him yesterday at 69 years. It was yesterday, right? Or was it? The, yeah, it was yesterday to dementia at the age of 69. But the fact that he made so much contact and a career 289 hitter with 2,715 hits, I wanted to bring him up today because looking at these stats. Contact still is something that is good in Major League Baseball. And a lot of people, when they think back of Bill Buckner, obviously they think back to 1986, game six of the World Series between the Mets and the Red Sox. And Mookie's at the plate. It's the ball down the line. It goes between his legs. A lot of people think that was game seven and that that lost the Red Sox the World Series. That did not. That was actually game six. The game was tied at the time. The Red Sox still had game seven. The Red Sox had a 3 nothing lead in game seven going to the sixth inning. So when people look back at Bill Buckner and his wonderful career as a guy that lost the World Series for the Red Sox, it's absolutely ridiculous. People don't understand history like that. So Bill Buckner is a guy that we should look at as a guy that had an unbelievable career, 22 years in the big leagues, and was definitely a borderline Hall of Famer. And it just goes to show one instance in a career people can remember you by, but Bill Buckner was far greater than that. Speaking of a guy that's having a good run, not only is his baseball team having a good run, having won 10 in a row, a man's been getting a lot of votes going his way. Yes, yes, unanimous votes. And we have a thing on A's cast that we called The Build. We haven't talked to you in a while, but the president of your Oakland Athletics joins us here on really, as I've been telling everybody, Dave, this is a historic day. We're the only team in Major League Baseball that's allowed to do this. We're the fir- This is the first ever live streaming broadcast I love it. by a Major I League Baseball it. team. We're making history today. We're on the vanguard. In Oakland, that's the way we do it. And so it's great to bring this uh, to our fans, this great content, and make sure that folks can stay connected with what we're doing. And so I think it's just a great thing, and you're leading in such an effective way, and I'm honored to be here. Well, I'll tell you, you know, I've been trying to spread the word that we are giving 
the Oakland A's fans the best coverage this franchise has ever had since it moved here in 1968. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say better than what they had in Kansas City Probably. and better than what they had in, in Philly. Yes, yeah, so, I know. Yeah, definitely Kansas City, I think. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, I think that's a great thing. And, you know, our fans deserve it. And they love interacting with players, hearing from myself, hearing from other folks with the front office, understanding from you where we are in the process on the ballpark, how the team is developing. These are great aspects. And, you know, having A's cast as an opportunity to do it is just phenomenal. By the way, we all sound better during a 10-game winning streak. There's something about it. You know, the, <laughs> the food tastes better and everything is just perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how that works, yeah. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, before we start getting into what you've been doing lately, I always like to go back and say, you know, for years, fans, they had gripes and they were warranted. But what you have done and what Chris Giles have, has done is you've tried to do everything you possibly can from what the product is on the field, from what the product is in the stadium, to what the product is going to be down at Howard Terminal. You're giving A's fans everything they've ever wanted. And that talk about something that, that well, you now, pride yourself and, on that. And, you know, we want to do it now. We don't want to just wait until the new stadium opens. We want to make sure that the experience here at, at the Coliseum is tip-top and it's you know, you can have new seating options and the stomping ground and the treehouse and all these different aspects. And we're trying new things. You know, not everything's going to work, but we want to make sure we do it in an effective way and a way that's really listening to our fans and really responsive. Yeah, the Coliseum now has become your guinea pig. It really is. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of like a Petri dish. We're trying all these new things. We have all these new seating concepts. We have the Coppola field boxes and the Budweiser party deck and Golden Road Landing and just trying all these new concepts. And, you know, people like certain aspects or they might want this changed, and we're incorporating their feedback. So let's talk about we haven't talked to you since the port vote, I don't believe. Yeah, that, and that was a huge day for the franchise, you know, to get the 7-0 unanimous vote of the port commission. It was something that was a year in the making, nurturing the relationship with all the commissioners, responding to the concerns of the maritime community, all of that together, and then all our supporters, you know, it was almost four hours of public testimony, and all our supporters there for the rally and then for the actual vote and open session. It was a tremendous day, and, and to get that 7-0 vote, we were really proud. And we carried the whole thing live on Ace Cast, and I'm glad that we did because I've had a lot, of a lot of fans reach out and say, I listened to the entire it's time. Amazing. Well, that's the kind of fans we have. You know, people care. You know, they want to make sure that this team has a home for another 50 or 100 years, and you know, that's what we're doing here and, and building that with them together. You know, it's part of a movement we're, we're a part of with the A's right now, and it's great they're so engaged. Yeah, and, and I'm glad that the people got to hear of the objections. So they get to know mm -hmm. how tough this is for you, that this is no day at the beach. I mean, you're, you're working your you-know-what off to make this happen, and not everybody agrees. Well, yeah, and, you know, people have a point of view, and we respect that. You know, we respect the openness and the transparency and ensuring that people can you know, express their point of view. That's something that's you know, very uniquely Oakland and the East Bay and really kind of with the activist culture of this area to make sure that everyone's point of view is considered in the project to make sure it's a success. And we're committed to that, whether it's the maritime industry, community interests, city council, environmentals, whoever it is, we want to hear from them. We want to make sure that our project can be the best project it can be. And I think we did that with the port vote and with revising our plan due to the maritime interests. And I think that's a very positive step. So since then, we know you're 
You're doing stuff here. You're doing stuff in Sacramento. Yeah. You're all over the I, – I, More know, the, votes in Sacramento. Yeah, I've been getting a lot of miles up there, no doubt about it. You know, yeah, the, the book uh, for our kids, Where's Waldo? It's almost like Where's Cavill? Yeah, so, it's kind of true. So yeah, what have yeah. you been doing? Where, where well, are we? Well, we got more votes up there too. We have both our uh, AB 1191, which is our trust exchange, as well as uh, SB 293, which is our tax increment financing bill. Both bills passed the first chamber. One came out of the Senate, one came out of the House or the, the Assembly, and are in the other chamber. And so we're halfway home on both those pieces of legislation. We met with the governor's office and the governor and, you know, took him through the process as well. And so we're doing all these critical things to ensure that those two pieces of critical legislation that will allow us to build on the waterfront, that will make sure that the infrastructure plan is successful, can come to fruition and be signed this legislative cycle. Because it's real interesting how this is working because the state owns part of the land. Yes, you're going right. to buy some. You're yep. going to lease. It's, 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 not like, it's, yeah. it's not like you can just walk in and say, here's a check. We want the land. No, and it doesn't work that way because, you know, the state of California, I think, has done a great job in ensuring that, you know, public, you know, lands on the waterfront are curated and kind of managed in an effective way with oversight. And that's where the State Lands Commission comes in. That's where the Bay Conservation and Development Commission comes in. And we're working hand-in-hand -hand with these bodies. And they're key stakeholders in getting the necessary approvals for our success. And the state legislation is a way to empower them to kind of get to a point where the project can move forward. The president of your Oakland Athletics, Dave Cavill, joins us here on A's Cast Live and also the Build Podcast. And when I think when you go up to Sacramento and you're talking to so many different people, what is their reaction to what you're trying to do for Oakland? Well, I think they realize how transformative it can be and how a project like this can bring so many economic benefits, billions of dollars, thousands of jobs, and also the risk of losing teams. You know, we've seen that in other parts of the state. You even see it with the Raiders going to, um, obviously, Las Vegas. And so they're very cognizant. They want to make sure that California has a business climate that can support all these teams in an effective way. They're thrilled that we're bringing private capital to invest in this project, that it's not a publicly financed stadium like the Coliseum has been and the renovations for the Raiders and the Warriors. And so that's a really important step that resonates with everyone. I think they're also excited that we're doing things like building affordable housing and creating new commercial job opportunities as part of the project. These are issues that our community faces and we need to solve together. And so all those things together have created a real groundswell of support. So when we're on the floor of the Assembly or the Senate, you're getting 58-0 votes. And, you know, that's, those are enormous margins to get. And it's really a sign of our success. Got to ask you this, and with these people, even though they may not live in Sacramento, they work in Sacramento, right? That's they're, right. They're in government. Yeah. They went through, for the most part, watching the Sacramento Kings had one foot out the door to Seattle, mm -hmm. and Vivek Ranadive, who was part of the Warriors ownership group. Yeah, stepped up and really saved the team. So, a, yeah. do you hear that? They've been through this, and maybe that's one of the reasons why they want to help you so much is because they saw what, what almost happened with the Sacramento Kings leaving the state. Yeah, and in that case, you know, they actually put up public money to keep the team there. And so I think when they look at our case, they're like, hey, you guys are paying for everything, and this is going to be this great project, and it's going to create all these jobs, and it's go, you know, on a terminal that hasn't been used in eight years. They're like, let's get started. And that's the kind of energy and momentum we need to build because what you're really fighting against is, is the status quo. We're trying to change the status quo, bring a new narrative, create a new vision for this project, and we need to build supporters, whether it's at the state level, locally, at all these areas, to ensure our success. And that's and that's what we're doing day in, day out. Yeah, so VP of Marketing, Troy Smith, when he got up at the port vote and talked about there hasn't been a 
boat that's actually shown up to Howard Terminal since, what, 2013? Yeah, 2013. And, you know, it's really just used as a parking lot right now. And, you know, we're sensitive to the maritime concerns, and we want to make sure that the longshoremen have jobs for, you know, multiple generations. You know, people have raised families on living wages associated with the port. The port needs to be a thriving port for this region. But I think we can have that, and we can have this beautiful private privately financed ballpark with the park on a roof and giving us public access to this location. We can have both. It's, it's, you know, beware of false choices. You know, I think someone said that in the, in the meeting, which I think was a great point. And obviously it, it helped carry the day with the commission. So I came on after it. And the one thing that I said is show me where in the United States of America, mm-hmm. where they've built a football stadium, a baseball stadium or a new arena. And it didn't work for the community around it. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, those are the kind of key points. Like, we just need to keep establishing, you know, what has happened in other communities, what we're trying to accomplish here, where we are in the process, and keep knocking down the dominoes as we continue forward for that 2023 opening here in Oakland. So you, you would say halfway there right now? Well, I mean, it's hard. yeah, I mean, maybe even more. I mean, I think the key thing is, is, like, we're really driving towards a really critical binding approval of the city council early next year. That's when the environmental review is over. We're already through the port terms, which is a key step. We'll be done with the state legislation at that point. That's going to be a critical moment for our community to stand up and say this matters. This is a project that we care about. We care about making sure that the A's have a new home. We care about things like the affordable housing and the great environmental bona fides of the project. And that's going to be an important day for us. And that's kind of the next really big thing that we just want to get on everyone's radar for early next year. I remember one of the first things we talked about, and you mentioned ballpark fatigue. Yeah. The other one is environmental report fatigue. Yeah, that's a long process. <laughs> and, you know, you have to really take your time on that. We did that with the soccer stadium, too. And we have a great team with Lydia Tan, who's come on board as our managing director of real estate, and Noah Rosen, who also is on the team, who came over from Lennar. They're doing a great job managing that process. and you know, really interfacing with the city in a really effective way, and, and we're really on pace for you know, having that done probably around the end of the year or maybe early next year so we can get to that critical vote. I remember when the Giants built their new ballpark, Pac Bell Park, and the USA, the USA Today reported, of course, that was landfill from the earthquake in the early mm-hmm. 1900s, that they found toxic waste in right center and right field that yeah. they weren't expecting, and they had to clean that up. So, I mean, that's something like the Giants had to deal with that. Yeah, and those are the kind of things, you know, we dealt with that with the Via Stadium, too, with, you know, as a former um, tank factory. They built the M2 Bradley fighting vehicle there. Really? Who, who knew? Who knew? Um, but, you know, those are the types of things, these former industrial sites. But as a community and as a region, we need to be able to reprogram those areas into commercial development, housing development, because we need to take back some of that land. And that's the nice thing about Howard Terminal is it's right adjacent to Jack London Square. You have an existing commercial district that's just looking for people to be in it. You know, it's like if they just could have a couple million people come to the waterfront every year, that area would be thriving. And that's the promise of having that waterfront downtown urban location. You can walk, you can bike, you can take ferries, you know, you can take buses. It's really a great location uh, to really bring forward a positive vision for our city. And I remember that first game between the Dodgers and the Giants. And as I, as I was listening to the opposition, that was everything that they said about Pac Bell Park. The traffic is this. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. And I, I think that ballpark's going to work over there. Well, it's working pretty well. And, you know, it's been there for 20 years. And, you know, I think one thing, too, on the traffic and parking, you know, any of these big venues, you know, we need to make sure that we're, you know, thoughtful about handling the parking and the traffic and the impacts. And we've committed in legislation already 20% reduction in trips, car trips, 
from the Coliseum. So the net area, the region of, of Oakland, we're going to have less people on the road, more people taking transit. This is going to be a great thing for our community. We need that. Take the cars off the road, less congestion, people taking public transit, people walking, busing, ferry. And so I think that's a really important commitment to really stress. And the thing that, that I want to happen so bad, it's not just the ballpark. It's the area around the ballpark because right now people drive in, they come to the game, they're getting their cars. Now people, places to go to dinner before exactly. or after games. Exactly. People can do shopping. Well, yeah. think about all the restaurant tours and, you know, the local business owners and the money that they can make with all these people regionally coming in and staying that extra hour on each side, like you said. I mean, that's incredible what the impact that can have on their business, and it creates the ambiance around the ballpark that people like. You know, the people, there's a hustle and a bustle and an excitement that people will really enjoy. So since you did Avaya and you're doing this, how much have you personally learned about government, California government? How, I mean, how much have it's you learned? It's been a crash course. I mean, you, there's no better way to learn it than to actually do it. And I saw that with the soccer stadium and whether it was the environmental review or state approvals or local approvals and just understanding all the pieces of the puzzle. And, you know, I think what I've learned is, you know, you need to have a very – broad view and a very open tent about understanding people's points of view and truly listening and understanding where they're coming from to make sure instead of trying to ram a project through that we're doing it in concert and in collaboration with everyone. That is the only way to see a project like this through. And we did that in San Jose, and we're doing it here in Oakland as well. I think about your hometown in Cleveland. We were yeah, just there. Yeah, Seatown. Yeah, absolutely. James Field. Yep. And, and, and watching that and the arena next door. Yep. I, I went down to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and the Brown Stadium is where the mistake by the lake used to yeah, be. Yeah, absolutely. I Old mean, Municipal. You look at those three buildings and what they've done for that area in Cleveland as they're revitalizing It's become downtown. a regional destination. It's brought so much life to the city, jobs activity you know it's just been tremendous and i remember before when i grew up there that area it was called a, it was a wig district all the stores were wig stores yes on carnegie in ontario that area was wig so stores wigs yeah exactly that's what i'm talking about so like it was totally you know changed to a, an amazing <laughs> you're you're like in shock <laughs> yeah it doesn't you look like know, that anymore see in cleveland they had a wig district you didn't have a wig district where you grew up uh san diego no no they didn't have that <laughs> see so that's too bad you guys were really missing out there so yeah. what i'm saying is is that it's incredible to think a generation later that area i went back for the nba finals you know a couple years ago and so vibrant so exciting you know people are young people wanting to move in and live there existing people having new job opportunities all those things together that's what we can do with this project and you've seen it work in other cities and other communities you know we just have to have the courage to take the step to make it happen you've made trips all around to look at all these different places in mm -hmm. sports what would be the one place where you went yeah i really like what they did here and we could take I, a lot of i ideas. like petco actually yeah. i think petco is a really good example if you think of that gas lamp district before you know, more industrial, kind of near the water. Oh, I'll tell you, growing yeah. up in you San know Diego, that area, right? we, yeah. you never went downtown. That's what I'm saying. Downtown saying. was just yeah. homeless. It was a right. bad spot. So what I'm saying is, is that really created a vibrancy to that area. It brought in a lot of jobs. It was just a huge positive for the community. So we want to do the same thing here in Oakland and learn from those other examples and really build on them. What's worked, what's not worked. So I really think, you know, the urban downtown locations, they're the most successful especially finding an area that can be really iconic. You know, that's what I love about our design, BRK Ingalls. You know, a rooftop park. I mean, this, is, this building is like a Sydney Opera House type thing. No ballpark has this type of look. We are singularly focused on creating something that's amazingly unique. And to have that in Oakland, 
a community that's always been on the vanguard of new ideas, I think is very exciting. Yeah, because like you think of the Coliseum, think about a, a park on top of the upper deck. I know, I know. And you're watching Watch the, game. the game. How good is that? You have, you have to say you have kids. I mean, that's about as family-friendly as you can be, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, I mean, that's the type of stuff that we're going to be able to do, and I think people are going to be blown away. And it's going to be kind of like the green monster seats. Watching the game from there, I think what, people will travel in to do that. That'll be a destination. That'll be something to do in baseball, in sports. You know, it'll be an attraction, and that's what we need to do. Baseball needs more of that. We need, obviously, more of a focus on these events and excitement around the game that can draw more fans. We need younger fans, and those are the types of things that can get people in the door and excited about, you know, what's happening on the field. And also, you win ball games. Life is just better. Just it is. Talk about what you're seeing with your ball club, having won 10 in a row. It's amazing. It's I mean, got, we, they, got, they got the mojo back. We were talking you know? about in Seattle. Yeah. When they are in Seattle, and that last loss against the Mariners, they were 19-25. and 25. Since then, now 29-25. and 25. Hey, it's on. You know, 10 in a row or 10.75 wins in a row, which that's what we're saying around the office because, you know, we have that one game yeah. kind of in hand. Um, but, no, it's been incredible. The team's playing great. You know, it's great to see us hitting the long ball again and really, you know, using that to, you know, extend our leads and get leads. And, you know, the confidence of a lot of these players, especially with KD not playing, you know, he's really our best player. He's tremendous. You know, we, everything kind of goes through him. So that the other guys have stepped up and picked up their game is incredible to see. And it's, it's a testament to Bob Melvin and the team that David and Billy have put together that we're in this position. And let's end on this. Today is the first day voting for the All-Star. Yeah, game. I love that. That's exciting. I've got a few guys out here that I think could be All-Stars. More than a few. I mean, I don't know. I, I just going to get the thing and vote all A's guys, as you know how it works. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think guys have had great seasons. It's great to see what Piscotty's doing. Matt Chapman at third base has been tremendous. You know, Fegley's been tremendous behind the plate, you know, you know, with his power. And so there's just a lot of positives, and it's great to see it and we'll definitely be well represented in Cleveland this year. Every two weeks, we will sit down and get an update on what's going on with the, the ballpark. Yes, the yes. I love doing that. That's one of my on highlights. On Ace Cast. Well, yeah, it, it, you get to tell people what's going on so people know. Yeah, and we want to get the word out. We want people to be able to respond and you know, ask questions and figure out you know where we are in this really critical process for the future of the A's and how much great progress we're making. Thank you so much for your time. All right, we thanks always for having appreciate me, guys. It. Awesome, go On Ace. the first broadcast of A's Cast Live, you cannot beat it. Look what we've had today. We've had the president of the A's. We've had Matt Olson. We've had Matt Chapman. We had Bob Melvin. You had Mark Gubazaw, who, great guy, does a terrific job with the Angels and was a really good pitcher back in the day. We've made some headway here on the very first, the very, very first A's Cast Live from the field. We got more coming your way right here on A's Cast Live. Want to give back to the community along with some of your favorite A's players and front office staff? Through the A's volunteer team, fans can join us in giving back to Oakland and the East Bay. Through your time and energy, fans can earn rewards based on the number of hours spent volunteering. To get started, visit athletics.com slash community. That's athletics.com slash community. Now is the time to secure your own terrace table with seating for two or four people to eat, drink, and cheer the A's right from these amazing new half-moon tables. With awesome in-seat ordering and exclusive discounts, this might be the best seat in the house. So grab your friends, family, or coworkers and come out early for a great day at the ballpark. 
To learn more about the Terrace and some of the other exciting new ballpark locations, visit athletics.com slash premium today. Want to take home half of the 50-50 pot? This season, you'll have even more opportunities to test out your luck. The Oakland A's Community Fund will host a 50-50 raffle at every home game in 2019. Tickets are sold from gates opening through the last out of the sixth inning, from raffle sellers, or at the kiosk at Section 217. The winner will be announced in-game and will receive 50% of the jackpot, with the remainder benefiting the Oakland A's Community Fund. Learn more at athletics.com raffle. From sweet plans to single-game suites, there's nothing like premium hospitality and athletics baseball. New for the 2019 season, food and beverages are now included in all suites plus options to create a three-game suite plan. Plus, select plans also include an A's Access membership, allowing you to attend every regular season home game. To learn more about A's suites, visit athletics.com suites. That's athletics.com suites. If you love chicken pies and a dynamic menu, then you're going to love the chicken pie shop of Walnut Creek. You have to try their world-famous chicken pie dinner, which has been served in Southern California for 80 years. That's a chicken pie shop right off Main Street in downtown Walnut Creek, located at 1251 Arroyo Way. Parking's easy, perfect for events, daily drink and food specials, and best of all, great food. Check out their menu at chickenpieshopwc.com. That's chickenpieshopwc.com, right off Main Street, Walnut Creek. Streaming from the East Bay, A's Cast Live continues with Chris Townsend. It is A's Cast Live from the field here at the Oakland Coliseum. Our new live show that we'll be doing before every single game. We'll even be doing it for road games Monday through Friday. And then we'll be playing a best of on Saturday or Sunday. One of the elements that I will never let go is one of my favorite segments. Cody, joint commander Cody with us once again, is buying or selling, a staple that's been a part of my shows for years where we have fun. Because remember, we're going to have a lot of co-hosts coming in. Coco's going to be with us soon, Dave Stewart, Shooty Babbitt. You know, we're going to have Vince Catronio's going to come down. We're going to have a lot of different people who will be with me on this show, and we're all going to put them through the ringer with buying or selling. Yeah, Tony, I'm excited for this. We don't have the open yet. We'll have it open. You, you saw I wrote it yesterday. We'll have it pro- hopefully by tomorrow or Thursday. But let's start with this one. Buying or selling the idea that the Oakland Athletics will have four All-Stars this season. So this is how it works. He'll have a question, and I either have to buy it or I have to sell it. I'm going to sell it. I think that's a lot. And if they keep winning, but I, I, I think Chapman's got a shot. Fegley. Fegley's got a shot. Frankie Montas. Trinan, maybe? Does he get back there this year? I don't know. I don't think so. If you told me three, I would have bought it. But you said four. Four is a lot. Four is a lot of all-stars. But, I mean, people around baseball, they know. I mean, they won 97 games last year. They've now won 10 in a row, and they're now 29 and 25. So, uh, but I'm going to sell that. I hate to sell the very first one. You give me a buying or selling. Yeah, well, you sell. You, you sell know the, I'm honest. Yeah, you are, and that's why we love having you do the buying or selling. Second one, Max Scherzer will be a Washington National after the July trade deadline. Will you please give the uh, the, the, yes, the, the numbers on this that were reported yesterday? Yeah, the Nationals, bull, the Nationals are 2-10 in games where Max Scherzer has started. He has a 326 ERA on the season. 
A big reason, the reason why the Nats, the Nats pen has an 1171 ERA. It's the highest in baseball for when he starts. So when he starts and the bullpen comes in, they have the worst ERA of anybody in baseball. If I'm Max Scherzer, where I know he has a few years left on his deal. Free agent in 2022. But he's in his mid-30s. He's got to win now, right? If he wants to get that ring, he's got to win now. I think it's I think it's like a Verlander situation. And now obviously Scherzer didn't come up with the Nats. But if I'm Scherzer, I want to be dealt. No offense to the Nationals. I like the Nationals vibe. I think all the stuff they do is pretty cool and they got good unis and everything and I love our nation's capital. It's one of my favorite cities or I should say district. Um but if I'm Scherzer, I want to be dealt to a contender right now. You know, I want to go to somebody. How about the A's? No, but I mean, the Yankees would take on the money. You know, somebody where I, I believe I have an actual chance to win a World Series. All right, so the next one, Aaron Boone, buying or selling. Aaron so Boone, I'm buying, he's not going to okay. be there yet. Buying or selling, Aaron Boone has already locked up the AL Manager of the Year. Now, look, this is the guys that are on the, on the IL right now for the New York Yankees who are first in the AL East. Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, Miguel Andujar, who's out for the season. Dylan Batonsis, Greg Bird, James Paxson, who might return tomorrow, Luis Severino, they're all on the IL. The close second might be Rocco Baldelli of the Twins, who are a great story, but buying or selling, Aaron Boone has locked up the AL Manager of the Year. Oh, I'm buying it. I mean, you look at they've been hovering around 15 to 16 guys on the IL. That's insane. I mean, you start, I mean, like when you open up your paper, you're like, this is like, this is the AAA. They're Triple A still in Columbus. Yeah, the Clippers. It's like a Triple A team, and the, what they've been able to do. You know, Bob Melvin talked about, and can't remember when it was. We might talk to him about spring training, but you know, when you have a team that doesn't have a high payroll and you win a lot of games, you end up getting votes. But I think what Boone has done in his second year with so many guys hurt and to keep them just not treading water. They're in first place after a red-hot start by the Rays. Yeah, I'm buying that for sure. Okay, number four, buying or selling. Cody Bellinger, your guy with the Dodgers, has already locked up the NL MVP award. We're, what, a May 28th. <sighs> Let's see, he has a 5.2 war. He has a 3.83 average, which leads all baseball. His war leads all baseball by a mile. The second guy is Mike Miner, the, the left-handed pitcher from the Rangers with a 3.6. Second in home runs, and he's first in RBIs, and he leads all out right fielders with seven assists. Buying or selling, locked up the NL MVP. I'm selling. There's a guy that plays for the Brewers who's having a pretty good year, too. Don't, we, sleep, don't sleep with my guy Josh Bell from the Pirates. Oh, yeah, ring the bell, as they like to say. I think there's there's a lot of baseball to go, too. So, But Bellinger right now in baseball is number one in average, RBIs, OPS, Hits and war. Number one in both leagues. So I think about it and I say, uh, this guy couldn't start in the World Series? You didn't start this guy in the World Series? You talk about the Dodgers overthinking it, my God, last year in the World Series. Okay, last one. This one is, uh, this might be. What, what time do we? What time do we? We have a hard out here. Yeah, because what, what happens is, folks, to pull the curtain back, I got to run up to the treehouse to do the pregame show. You got a little over about a minute and fifteen seconds. Last one. The Miami Mar buying or selling. The Miami Marlins will return to relevancy before the San Francisco Giants. Miami is leading right now, three to one, uh, in Miami. I will buy that because the Giants are what you don't want to be. 
old and expensive and nothing in the farm system. At least with a bunch of trades and draft picks, the Marlins, I'm not buying that either one's going to be any good, but I'm buying if one has a shot at it because they do have youth, I'm going to say the Marlins. I think, I've been talking about this for years. The Giants, ever since 2016, the All-Star break, there's 70-something games under 500. This ship is not taking on water. This ship's on the bottom of the ocean. And our old buddy Farhan, he's got a tough job over there. It's not going to be easy. The only th- the good thing for the Marlins is they might be landing uh, Calzone, Andrew Vaughn in the draft, so that can jumpstart their uh, rebuild a lot faster than the Giants have. So that's, that's going to be interesting to watch the rest of the season. Like I said, they're up 3-1 right now over the Giants in the sixth inning in uh, Miami. Well, that is going to do it for our first edition of A's Cast Live. I hope you enjoyed. We'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Coming up, we're going to have... We're going to be going to Alex Jensen and A's all night, and then I will be joining you on A's Cast 860 and 1140 for A's Total Access, getting you ready for this game coming up here, the A's and the Angels. We'll talk to you in a few minutes. The future is bright in Oakland and the East Bay. 15,000 local youth baseball and softball players are participating in the Future A's program, presented by Kaiser Permanente. The club's new initiative provides complimentary jerseys and hats to local youth baseball and softball leagues. Teams also receive additional benefits and support, including development clinics, tickets to A's games, and more. Visit athletics.com future for more information. Free parking, free drinks, and maybe even your favorite A's players flying into your lap. The Field Box is a great way to entertain clients or enjoy a game with your family and friends. Located next to each dugout, now is your time to get in on the action right from the field. To learn more about the Field Box and other premium seating options, visit athletics.com slash premium or call us at 510-638-GO-A's. That's 510-638-4627. 510-638-4627. Want to give back to the community along with some of your favorite A's players and front office staff? Through the A's volunteer team, fans can join us in giving back to Oakland and the East Bay. Through your time and energy, fans can earn rewards based on the number of hours spent volunteering. To get started, visit athletics.com community. That's athletics.com community. From sweet plans to single game suites, there's nothing like premium hospitality and athletics baseball. New for the 2019 season, food and beverages are now included in all suites plus options to create a three-game suite plan. Plus, select plans also include an A's Access membership, allowing you to attend every regular season home game. To learn more about A's Suites, visit athletics.com slash suites. That's athletics.com slash suites. Hey, kids, have you ever wanted to run the bases like your favorite A's player? Well, here's your chance. Children ages 14 and under can come onto the field following most Sunday home games and race around the bases with A's mascot Stomper there to cheer them on. Make sure to pack your running shoes so you can show off your speed. Race Around the Bases is brought to you by the Oakland A's Community Fund. 
Now is the time to secure your own terrace table with seating for two or four people to eat, drink, and cheer the A's right from these amazing new Half Moon tables. With awesome in-seat ordering and exclusive discounts, this might be the best seat in the house. So grab your friends, family, or co-workers and come out early for a great day at the ballpark. To learn more about the Terrace and some of the other exciting new ballpark locations, visit athletics.com slash premium today. Looking to understand what makes the A's tick? With weekly shows with manager Bob Melvin and general manager David Forst, now you get the inside scoop into the green and gold. Download A's cast today or head to athletics.com slash podcast to get started. If you're a baseball fan and a parent, you've probably had to explain to your kid that a 2-2 count isn't something a ballerina wears. As a parent or even a sibling, you may have also had to explain that a makeup game doesn't involve lipstick or mascara. But as a parent and an A's fan, we do hope you know about our new A's stomping ground. This awesome space is open and waiting for you. From awesome new games for kids to interactive activities, the A's Stomping Ground is right for you and your family. So the next time the kids want to know what a sandwich pick is or who got that 2-2 pitch, you will know it's time to go to a ball game and visit the A's Stomping Ground, a free area in right field for kids and families. Visit athletics.com slash stomping ground to learn today. That's athletics.com slash stomping ground. It's time to grab your reserved space in the popular Connie Mack Club. The club space gives your group a private area located in Shive Park Tavern for the entire ball game. The Connie Mack Club features access to outdoor seating and includes a pre-game buffet filled with our highest-end food package. This area of the ballpark is perfect for 30 to 50 guests to kick back, relax, and enjoy the game. For more information about the Connie Mack Club and other group offers, visit athletics.com groups. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.